Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, happy Friday. We are marching through the book of Ephesians. We had Ephesians 3 Wednesday, 4 yesterday, and now today we're settling into Ephesians chapter 5. And also today we're going to get a little glimpse of Sunday's sermon too because mm. of what we're talking about in Ephesians. I just love it when God does that, where it's like the podcast perfectly aligns <laughs> with what we're talking about as a church. Like, mm. Thank you, Lord. That's all I got to cool. say. Just thank you, God. <laughs> Yeah. So as you look at verses 1 through 21, now Paul has given us specific instructions on how we're supposed to walk in love. Yeah. He's talking about like believers to non-believers, believers to believers, parents to children, children to parents. And then the end of our time, as he's saying, walk in the light. You're children of the light. Follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. Don't take any part in the ways of the world in the midst of all these relationships. He spends the latter part of this chapter talking specifically about marriage, and that's what we're going to be discussing on Sunday. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that that's kind of what stuck out to me anyway in this chapter, and so I'll just kind of briefly march through like those end verses starting in verse 21. Um, and it's just, it's really good to come to you guys because when you, when you get to some verses in the Bible that either like offend or rub you wrong, like don't run away, let's lean in to them and ask like, okay, why what's going on there? And so some of the language that you read, uh, sounds like this in verse starting in around verse 21 of chapter five, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, wives submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church and his body of which he is the savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands. And these are just like, just dirty words in our our culture today. If you keep going, we read about um, honoring and respecting and loving. And again, more of this word submit. And we just have this misunderstanding in our culture, I think today, that's just run rampant. And we've attached that to this word that we use um, in church and that we are reading right now in in Ephesians 5. And so if we understand actually what biblical like submission means, it's actually this just complete and total gift. I mean, we, I remember even just who Christ is and how we read that, um, you know, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth. We know that from Philippians that he is, you know, in Colossians, he's over all and above all, and he's holding all things together. But but what was his experience? His experience was actually to submit the plan Oh, and come to earth in humility. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I just want to, I'm kind of holding that in the back of my mind as I talk about this, but um, this is one of those pictures, you guys, that I think it was, um, what was his name he came and taught, he came to talk on the week that we talked about homosexuality? Ron Sitlaw. He had a great line where he talked about how the marriage of a husband and a wife in a covenant with the Lord is really this gospel picture. It's this gospel story. And I want to encourage you in your marriage today that that is playing out in submission to each other. And there's so many psychological and social, um, uh, not experiments, studies and journals that have come out to say like, 
Yeah, if you go into marriage and uh, if you, you know, have a secular view, you take out all of the spiritual aspects of it. But if you go into marriage and you think about serving the other one and you think about loving the other one and you think about honoring the other one, it's only going to go well. <laughs> and then when we actually add, you know, Jesus into it, which is who we would say, like, should be the cornerstone and the main experience that that is a relationship where there's not going to be a problem, you know, per se. Well, yeah, you're still gonna have ups and downs and bumps and all over those things. But if we husband and wife are submitting ourselves unto the Lord, then submitting yourself to each other, wives submitting themselves to their husbands, then that's, you know, no big deal. Because we know that husbands are honoring their wives like the Lord would have them. And that wives are submitting like the like Paul's saying in Ephesians 5 both pointing to and unto the Lord. Another point that's kind of interesting that I want to call out talks about cuz a lot of this is, you know, about wives, you know, submitting unto their husbands as Christ is the head of the church and kind mm-hmm. of that picture. But what's crazy about that, you guys, is what did Christ do for the church? Well, he died. He gave up his life. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Again, so if we're both looking If we're not looking at our belly buttons, but we're looking to the Lord in this, then this is a huge gift, not only to each other in your journey and holiness, but to your household, to your family. And so if you pick up in verse 25, we hear a ton about this and husbands specifically. So husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing her with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish. Um, continuing on, he who loves his wife loves himself after all, no one. And so if you continue to read on there, Paul's going to get to the spot where he goes back to Genesis. But even before there in verses 25 through 30, you read, there's a specific note here that's very interesting that Paul devotes twice as many words to telling his husbands how to love their wives then he is telling wives to submit to their husbands. Mm-hmm. I think that's just an important factoid kind of to take away here. You know, I we hear what we want to hear. And so we read these verses and we hear submittance and we just want to, you know, turn off or submission we want to turn away. Well, really, this chapter is about love and honoring the Lord and submission too. And so it's curious to me that, that, that these things, like he should be willing to sacrifice everything. He should make her well-being the primary importance. He should care for her needs as much as he cares for his own body. And so the point there is that nobody in a covenant marriage relationship that is being loved like that should fear submission or, or even in their relationship when there's disagreements or there's bumps. Um, again, when we treat each other, uh, how, you know, the Lord, how Paul is asking us to, unto him, pointing back to him, all the glory back to him, it's a really good thing. Yeah, and that's just within marriage. You're not going to hear anybody complaining about that. Let alone <laughs> what your kids are seeing and how they're, like their understanding of marriage is really reflecting this picture of Jesus and the church. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of Rob's picture again, this point. It's yeah. just good stuff. Totally. And so in here, he's talking about a spiritual context, like husbands mm. spiritually lead. You lead your wife, sure. lead the kids. You're submitting your, your life to them because mm-hmm. verse 21, again, submitting to one another out of reverence for mm-hmm. Christ is a mm-hmm. word to everybody. And so husbands, as you lead, take initiative. Like you're in the word, you're saying, family, we are going to church. You know, honey, what did you get out of the word today? How can I pray for you? 
And when it comes up to raising kids, you're a team. The husband and wife are a team. Mm -hmm. But again, the father is the one that's got to initiate, especially with the kids too, as the mom is teaching and blessing and praying and loving. But when dad comes in and goes, hey, what are you getting out of the word? What are you reading? Mm -hmm. We're going to read the Bible after mealtime. There's just a flourishing and a thriving that occurs within the family. And again, what Paul does here, which is so important when people get in arguments over like husband, wives, and rules, Paul goes back to the creation account. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens um, at the end of of chapter 5. He, again, in verse 31 says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. He goes back to the creation account. And so this Sunday, what I'm hoping to do is to go back to Genesis 1 and 2, and before sin, look at the intentions and the purposes of marriage. And so when you look at this, Adam's created first and then Eve. And when it says that um, Eve was taken out of Adam's rib, that's like an English translation. Essentially, though, what it's saying is she was taken from Adam's side, meaning, like the imagery, you are side by side, shoulder by shoulder, Husband, lead your wife and lead your family. Mm -hmm. But again, you're submitting your life for their well-being. And what it comes down to when you look at Genesis 1 and 2 is marriage was created for the purpose of friendship. Two, gardening, which you could be translated as having a calling in life. Mm -hmm. Three, sexuality, which is what we've been talking about for the last couple of months. And fourthly, family. And so my hope and prayer is as you look at the creation account at the very beginning, because Jesus points back to the creation account. Paul Mm -hmm. points back at the creation account. Um, It's really important that this is where we start. And so looking at this, many other Christians have talked about this. One of the more helpful books Bobby and I really enjoy is called Loveology by a pastor, a preacher by the name of John Mark Comer. We really appreciate much of what he has to say. His writing is what really has inspired my sermon on Sunday, so I have to give him credit specifically. But when it comes to marriage again and the submitting to one another and loving each other, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to encourage married couples to look at those four categories. Are you friends? Do you have Mm -hmm. a shared calling in life? And husband, are you leading the way? Three, is there sexual intimacy that's honoring to each other and honoring to God? And four, what is God's calling for you and your family? And that could look like so many different things today, whether it's adoption or community or Mm -hmm. friendship. Specifically in Genesis 1 and 2, God is a God of procreation. He's talking about kids. Now, Genesis 3 on sin, infertility, some of these things have become very real for us today. Mm -hmm. And so the beauty is God gives a way higher view of family that includes single people, that includes adoption as God's first adopted us. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I'm going to really press into so for married people but then also for those dating and those who are single and want to get married have a vision have a vision for what you're looking for in your spouse when it comes to friendship when it comes to a calling in life and things that you really value uh thirdly like sexuality again what's the purpose of this and why did god give us this gift and lastly are you on the same page when it comes to family like, are you working are you staying home how many kids do you want to have these are values that really need to align um, and will provide a lot of life and um, thriving again for the family. When those things do not align, it's not that it can't be worked out, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a very bumpy and painful process. Mm-hmm. So that, my friends, is what we're going to be talking about. Ephesians 5 and then the creation account Genesis 1 and 2. It's going to be a gift, you guys. 
come worship with us on Sunday. But before you do that, read Ephesians 6 tomorrow because this book I know has been a gift to Clark and I. Um, finish strong. It's going to finish strong with Paul and Ephesians 6 talking about the armor of God. You're going to be blessed in that. And then join us online on Sunday or in person. Okay. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.